0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Fat Chat. I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight no More Diet Center. Today I want to talk to you about what I call the five fat facts uh, that I discuss with every single client upon meeting them for the first time at the consultation in the office. And as I do this um, with them, I mean, as I do this with them, I have you know big boards of graphics uh, to show them the insides of the human uh, the human fat body, but I'll, I'll refer you to my website if you want to take a look at them. Uh, they're up at the site with my blog post of the same name as this podcast. It's what you, can, it's what you can't see that can kill you. So I urge you to take a look at that. Um, so, you know, let me ask you as I ask them, you know, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? It's obvious. You see your face, your hair, all your external body parts, and lots and lots of skin, but what you don't see is what's going on inside. And if you're overweight or obese, I'm talking about the stuff that can and does kill people, which is visceral, toxic, fat, ugly, yellow, fat, plain and simple. And if that is all it would ever be, gelatinous and ugly, and did nothing more than make us larger and slower and hamper us physically, well, that would be one thing. But uh, it's not just ugly. It's dangerous. And I'm going to count off just some of the ways. Again, this is what I call the five fat facts uh, of all the fat facts. These are the five that you should definitely know. Uh, Fact number one, hormones. Visceral fat produces a form of estrogen called estradiol, okay, that converts into testosterone in the body. Therefore, the heavier you are, the more estrogen is in your body. Now, why does this matter? There are three really, really important points I want to make here as regards to estrogen and fat. Number one, for women, the more fat you have, the more testosterone you have. That creates a hormonal imbalance in the body, resulting in your male hormones playing a more dominant role. That means you will gain in a, what's called a quote-unquote, male pattern of obesity. The tire around the middle, the broadness in the upper chest and the shoulders the fat on your back, in the back area, around around the bra area. It will also mean a male pattern of excessive hair growth, which is called hirsutism, on those parts of the body where hair normally is absent or minimal, in females, such as the chin, the upper lip, sideburns, chest, stomach, as well as the potential for male pattern of head hair loss or thinning, where men, uh, how and where, uh, men start to lose their hair. For younger girls and uh, teenagers, the issue with pimples is more pronounced, meaning that instead of the usual, you know, the ordinary occasional breakout or monthly, you know, period pimple, uh, girls will mimic boys with serious acne issues and who tend to break out with deeper pimples or or boils on their forehead, chest, and back. Um, the and, and lastly, as it relates to girls, uh, the disruption of their ovulation, of their menstrual cycles leads to insulin resistance, polycystic ovaries, which, by the way, is the number one cause of infertility uh, in women of childbearing age. Now, for men, the more fat you have, well, the more estrogen you also have. And that leads, okay, to the, the estrogen receptors in the, in the male breasts and, and, of course, elsewhere in the body are just waiting to receive that estrogen, which gives men uh, those man boobs, which is called gynecomastia. Uh, the infertility issues, okay? Men get infertility issues as well, but the infertility issues of, of, of low sperm count, less fertile sperm, lower motility in the sperm, which, ref, which, which refers to the speed by which the uh, sperm travels and the increased risk of erectile dysfunction. And lastly, of course, is the eventual uh, insulin resistance that comes from uh, being overweight or obese in a man, uh, which leads to diabetes. And lastly, on this point of estrogen and fat, this is key. Again, the heavier you are, the more estrogen is going into your body. And remember, estrogen fuels tumor growth. Now listen carefully, folks, on this, okay? Cancer cells love estrogen. Let me repeat. Cancer cells love estrogen. And estrogen doesn't care whether you're a man or a woman. So the more you feed your fat cells, the more you feed those cancer cells. And more fat equals more aggressive cancer. Now I address that particular obesity cancer connection in in way more detail and uh, specificity in my blog and podcast. uh, I'll put my website titled Obesity and Cancer Risk. If you want more information on that, I suggest you uh, go to that uh, piece directly. Now, fat fact number two, toxins. Talk about this a lot. Now, let's face it. Uh, There are only three ways in normal conditions for toxins to leave the body, right? Through our pee, our poop, and our pores. Now, of course, Toxins can also be expelled, you know, through the mouth, you know, by vomiting, uh, but hopefully that only happens very infrequently and, you know, only when we're sick. But again, the normal everyday pathway release for toxins in the body is through our pee, our poop, and pores. However, if you take a look at that, uh, at that real photo, again, which is up at my website, of visceral toxic fat. Or, of course, you can just Google for a picture of one. Uh, You will see that it is a blubber-like sponge. And what do sponges do? That's right. The more visceral fat you have, the more toxins it is soaking up instead of those toxins leaving the body. So try, if you will, just to close your eyes and see all of your vital internal organs, your kidney, liver, lungs, pancreas, heart, just to name a few. And they're trying to picture them all literally surrounded by, enveloped in and marinating in that ugly, visceral, yellow fat, which is secreting hormones. All right. It's shooting out hormones into your organs and storing toxins 24-7, every day, every week, every month. Every year, and all of that leads to your organs being in a chronic state of the I word. Okay, and that brings me to fact fact number three: inflammation. Now we all know we all know uh, how it feels um, and what it looks like when we get a really bad sunburn. Or if you don't, if you never had a bad sunburn in your life, I'm sure you've seen what it looks like on somebody else. It really, really sucks, and it hurts like hell. You know, you, you, we see our, um, and I. this has happened to me, uh, you know, we see our very red and an inflamed skin, and, and depending upon the degree of the bird, we see and we feel it blister, and often it gets puffy, uh, pussy, and badly infected. We have to cover it with some kind of salve and bandages to protect it, uh, from uh, to try to protect it from getting infected by anything outside. Uh, well, inflammation also applies to your insides. Makes sense, doesn't it? If your vital organs are sitting and marinating in that ugly bile of hormone producing, toxins grabbing fat, those organs then are chronically inflamed and susceptible to infection. Now, can your immune system be healthy if your body is inflamed? Can an organ ward off or fight infection if it is chronically inflamed? I mean, you know, like moths to a flame. Basically, inflamed organs are like magnets. You know, to rogue cancer cells and viruses and disease. Fat fact number four: Your bone health. Many people don't even make the connection between fat and their bones. Up at my site again, at the same at the same uh, blog post with the same graphics. There's a thermography there. There's a photo of a thermography, which is done, uh, by the way, a thermography is like an MRI. Uh, It's an imaging, uh, but it's done with heat. There's a thermography there of two women, one obese at 250 pounds and one is slim at 120 pounds. And the thermograph uh, that you'll be looking at, it shows you the women from the back, okay? Now, it clearly shows you the yellow fat immediately under each woman's skin. Uh, That's the subcutaneous fat that we need. It's under the first layer of our skin. But you can see the difference in the thickness even of that skin uh, between the slim woman and the obese woman. But even more dramatic is the visceral, toxic, yellow fat that the obese woman has internally, intra-abdominally, surrounding her vital organs. Those are the organs that are sitting in and enveloped in the hormone-producing toxins-grabbing fat, the fat of heart attacks and the fat of strokes, the fat of diabetes, etc. If you take a look at the midsection of the obese woman and the size of the intestinal tract and the enormous amount of fat around the waist, that is the fat of gastroesophageal diseases and diabetes. If you look at the woman's legs... You will see that the hip bones are out of alignment. You will see that she has lost so much bone density from the knee to the ankle. You will see how the lower legs and ankles are already bowed. Uh, This is to compensate for the extra weight, which is why, by the way, uh, so many overweight and obese people walk with a waddle. Uh, This is because they they shift their weight from one ankle to the other. Uh, Now, having said all of that, Compare If you're looking at that photo, compare that obese woman's bones to the healthy bone density of the slim woman right next to her. It's shocking, really. I mean, every time I show this to somebody in the office, they really are shocked by it. Um, This happens for several reasons. The most obvious, of course, is that more weight puts more pressure on your bone structure. Uh, But the one that I want to address today is the role of vitamin D. Vitamin D, everybody knows, you know, you get from sunlight, okay, is very important for good bone health, and most especially, of course, in growing children. But it's also important to understand that vitamin D is what's called a fat-soluble vitamin, meaning even if you're out in the sun all day long, the D is being absorbed or sponged up in all those layers of your fat. It's literally being stopped by your fat, from getting to your bones. The poorer the bone health, well, the weaker the bones, I mean, the less, you you know, your bones can support you. The more susceptibility to slips and falls, um, fractures, breaks, and by the way, obese seniors in particular are 50% more likely to have a fall and nearly 40% more likely to suffer uh, long-term injury as a result, uh, which all too often, in very overweight, um, and obese people require surgery. And that's the last item that I want to talk about uh, today in this uh, in my podcast. The last fat fact for today, number five, surgery, the obesity surgery connection. Now you might wonder why i I speak to this issue as frequently as I do. I mean, look, after all, you know, you, you might think, and you're probably right. I mean, how often do people you know, how often do people have surgery? Well, for one thing, Obese people have more serious illness requiring surgery. Obese people have more falls and accidents and fractures requiring surgery. And even for a non-emergency surgery, say, you know, something elective, like, like plastic surgery of some kind, it only takes one surgical procedure to go wrong and you're dead. So there's no such thing as minor surgery. You know, I always say, the most important person in the operating room is the anesthesiologist, it's not the surgeon. Before surgery can even begin, uh, he or she, uh, you know, has to do their job. And some job it is, you know, the anesthesiologist, and it ain't easy. All right, and it takes uh, t- takes time. Fat people have fat th- have fat throats, folks. Getting a very overweight or obese person ready for the surgeon is not just a matter of you know uh, turning up the dial on, a, on an anesthesia machine you know, to let more air out. I mean, the anesthesiologist has a much more difficult situation on his or her hands for surgical patients who carry a lot of extra weight, uh, and I address this more specifically and in greater details in, in a blog on my website called Obesity in the OR, a weighty uh, problem for anesthesiologists. But just know that heavier patients need more anesthesia to get them asleep and to keep them asleep. And since anesthesia relaxes, um, the blood vessels, more anesthesia also means relaxed blood vessels for a longer period of time, which equals more bleeding. Okay. So now you're asleep and the anesthesiologist is controlling your breathing. He or she has your life in their hands and then the surgeon steps in. Okay. You think it's easy for the surgeon to cut through all your fat? It's not. Do you understand the surgical skill, the dexterity, the patience, and the time it takes for the surgeon to cut through all of your fat in order to get to a bone or to an organ or to a, or to a tumor? You know, unfortunately, most people do not because they don't see that photo uh, that I'm looking at now that, that that's up at my website that I show my clients They don't see that visceral, thick, yellow fat. They don't understand what it looks like. Um, The bottom line is, when you're obese and you need any kind of surgical procedure, be it in in a hospital operating room or an operating center, in a doctor's office, or even in a dentist's office, don't take it lightly. It's serious. So those are the five basic fat facts that I take the time to go through with each of my clients when i meet them for the very first time before i even start talking about my program i'll spend a half hour talking about the issues that i just did now why because i understand that in order to change your body you first have to change your mind i have to plant in their minds the visual of what's actually going inside their bodies i have to make them understand that while their initial goal uh, was to you know just to come in and lose weight to quote unquote get skinny Uh, the more important goal must be to remove that disgusting, visceral, toxic fat from the body in order to get healthy. They, like any of you, don't see their toxic visceral fat in the mirror. And it's my job to make them see, and I hope uh, that I've been able to do that with you today in in some measure. And the very last thing that I want to say on this subject is that If the graphics I provide at my blog aren't enough to show you how dangerous and ugly your visceral fat is, at the bottom of that blog, I provide another opportunity to actually see the effects that fat has on the body. Uh, There's a link there to a BBC uh, out of England, a, a documentary. It aired on September 13th, 2016, called Obesity the Postmortem, which was amazing, it takes you inside the body of a woman who died. She was 60 years old, 5'5", five five, and weighed 238 pounds. Now, there have been thousands of studies on how awful excess fat is for your health and organs, and we all know that. Yet the doctors who performed the autopsy, even they were still surprised by what they saw in this woman's body. I urge you to take a look at it. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you would like to keep up with all the good stuff uh, I provide to my clients, you can visit my website, uh, lauriboxer.com. Uh, take a look around. My fat chat uh, podcast and my blog posts are issued weekly. You can sign up to receive either or both via email. Also, uh, get, get connected with me through the social network icons that you'll see at the site. Until uh, next week, I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight Nomad Diet Center. And remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels.